The Lot Teaser Making serious a lot easier This podcast is powered by Faria de Oliveira Advogados Law Firm. Every breath you take and every move you make, they'll be watching you. According to Russian courts, privacy rights of citizens are not violated by facial recognition technology. This tech has been used by the Russian government along with the company Antech Lab, already spending $15 million on surveillance cameras with the software. The latter created the FindFace app, which can identify whoever and wherever with 70% accuracy. All it needs is a photo and social media account and boom, they can find you. Plaintiffs argued that this technology and surveillance allegedly violates privacy rights. Violation number one, this software gathers a mass collection of personal data. Violation number two, this data can be checked and double-checked by authorities without any suspicions or evidence of any crime or offense or anything whatsoever. Basically, you are not accused or a suspect of absolutely anything and they can still watch you. Violation number three, it has access to and uses individuals' pictures and social media accounts. The defendant, which is the government, simply mentioned that this technology is necessary for safety purposes and in order to stop and prevent criminal acts, to which the court agreed and decided that it does not violate privacy rights of individuals. Nowadays, for privacy purposes, you should probably not have social media anymore. Fake it till you make it. A bipartisan bill in the United States was presented in order to make liable e-commerce platforms and companies regarding counterfeit products. You can seriously think you can fake it and then profit from it, right? According to the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, OECD and European Union Intellectual Property Office in a 2019 report, trade in counterfeit and pirated goods represents 3.3% of global trade. It's 3.3% of global trade. Whoa! Reason why the stopping harmful offers on platforms by screening against fakes in the E-Commerce Act, short for Shop Safe Act, would make all these online shopping platforms liable for selling counterfeit and pirated goods under trademark law. Many e-commerce platforms already have their anti-counterfeiting policies, 
such as Amazon, in order to remove their liability and responsibility by informing its users that the sale of counterfeit products is strictly prohibited. However, this bill would aggravate their responsibility, making them liable, as well as the need on applying stricter control methods. Watch out, guys! There is no planet B. The European Commission has adopted a proposal for the first European climate law in order to commit to a net zero carbon emissions by 2050. Isn't this a long time? Well, we have exactly 30 years. Until then, this law legally binds everyone, aka EU institutions and member states in order to implement all necessary and required measures and methods to contribute to this net zero carbon emissions goal. This is highly related to the common agenda of the European Union and the United Nations, the European Green Deal and the 17 Sustainable Development Goals, respectively. This is Ursula von der Leyen, President of the European Commission in a press statement on the European climate law. The text of the climate law, if you look at it, is actually rather short and it is rather simple. But what it commits to us is of the utmost importance. The climate law will oblige the European Union to take our climate goals into account in all future policies and legislation. It is a binding legal obligation. It offers predictability. It offers transparency to, for example, the European industry, to investors, to public authorities. And this is what they are calling for. This is what they ask us to do because it gives them certainty about what needs to be achieved and it gives them certainty at what pace. The European Parliament, the Council, the Economic and Social Committee and the Committee of the Regions will give further considerations. Roll up your sleeves and get started! A lie has short legs. Brazilian reinsurance IRB CEO and SFO claimed on a conference call last week that Berkshire Hathaway, which is Warren Buffett's American multinational conglomerate holding company, was one of its investors, which was not true. Berkshire Hathaway has published the following statement. Berkshire Hathaway is not currently a shareholder of IRB, it has never been a shareholder of IRB, and it has no intentions of becoming a shareholder of IRB. Well, the word you're looking for is... awkward. With all these statements, IRB's stocks have devalued on 41% and both CEO and SFO have resigned. 
Now, IRB is going through some big changes, as well as they plan to seriously investigate this matter and, ironically, ensure transparency. They say that it's all about reputation and speculation, right? March is Women's History Month. As we mentioned in our last episode, I am Superwoman, March is Women's History Month, and this week we'll be talking about Ruby Bridges. We all know Rosa Parks, aka the mother of the freedom movement, Audre Lorde, self-described as black, lesbian, mother, warrior, and poet, and Angela Davis, ideologically Marxist, they all have in common being African-American women, political and civil rights activists, as Ruby Bridges. However, she was only six years old when her battle began. She was the first African-American child to desegregate all white public schools in Louisiana during the New Orleans school desegregation crisis, which meant introducing black students into all white schools, determining that racial segregation of public schools was unconstitutional as ruled by the Supreme Court in the Brown v. Board of Education of Topeka in 1954. Therefore, in 1960, she was escorted by U.S. Marshals to and from school because she was target of violent acts and protests inside and outside school, as well as she was taught in different classrooms because of parents' pressure. But in any moment she cried or got scared. She always walked with her head held high, even with all retaliation, her dad getting fired and her grandparents losing their land, she continued her battle to this day. She met with President Barack Obama in 2011 when the painting The Problem We All Live With, a 1964 Norman Rockwell painting inspired by her, was temporarily exhibited in the White House, honoring Ruby and the civil rights movement in the US. Whoa, we came a long way. So let's continue. That was it! Hope you enjoyed the legal issues of last week. TLT is excited to see you next Monday. Always making serious a lot easier.